Blog Talk Radio. gentlemen, welcome. Welcome to Poetry Super Highway Live. It's our October 2016 show. Unlike our regular monthly shows, today is not an open reading, but in fact it's a special edition of our show in which we'll be announcing the winners of the 2016 Poetry Super Highway Poetry Contest. Very excited to have you tuned in. Very excited to reveal the winners uh, this is what we're going to do today. In a couple of minutes, we'll talk with uh, at least one of our contest judges uh, who read all of the poems that were entered and who will give some thoughts on what it was like to be a part of the contest this year and all of the entries that, that they read. So that's going to be pretty cool. Um, we'll go through some thanks, and then a little bit later, we will start to announce the actual uh, scores starting in the top 10 positions. We're only going to announce the top 10 positions. Everyone else, if you don't hear your name in those, you should assume you've tied for 11th place. But uh, if you happen to be in the top 10 scoring slots, you're invited to call in and read your poem. So that's coming up in a little bit. If you hear your name, you'll call area code 646-716-7362. And uh, if you happen to be listening, if you happen to hear your name, and we will gladly put you on the air so you can hear, so we can hear your poem. And then, of course, at the culmination of that, we'll get to the top three scoring positions, and those are the folks who actually won the contest. I'm, I'm looking at their names right now, and, um, well, <laughs> I'm going to have to take a shower at the end of this. Honestly, it's uh, it's pretty exciting. <clears throat> I'm very excited about giving away this information to you. By the way, my name is Rick Lupert. I'm the MC of the show today and the, the person behind the Poetry Superhighway. Thanks, uh, thanks everyone, for uh, tuning in today. Thanks for, for being a part of the contest. And I know you're awfully excited to, to hear this information, uh, as excited as I am to tell it to you. Um, we're going to start our show off today. Looks like we have a couple of our contest judges on the line. So glad you guys could join us. I think we have uh, Trish with us. Hi, Trish. Hi, Rick. I'm here. Yay. And uh, Helen, are you here too? Yep, here I am. Yay. Okay. Um, Brett can't uh, can't join us today, so you guys will have to uh, toe the line for uh, for this uh, show, and uh, and I'm sure you'll be fine. Um, so so tell me. Um, you you just wrote uh, read um, uh, buckets and buckets full of poems. Um, what what was the experience of uh, being judges in this contest like for you? Uh, let's flip a coin to see who goes first. Oh, Helen, it looks like it's you this time. Okay. Um, well, I think the first thing I would say it it was a huge commitment. It was. Um, it took it took a chunk of time, but it was um, it was time well spent. I I made sure that I read through like I'd get a batch and I'd read through them, and then I would just kind of put a preliminary idea of what I thought, 
um, number-wise. And then I would go back through a second or a third time just because I wanted to make sure that, you know, I wasn't being hasty in how I was scoring. And um, I think the major thing I felt is, um, you know, last year I got third place. And I'm reading some of these incredible poems, and I'm thinking, how in the world did that happen? Because some of these poems that I read just blew my mind. They were so good. They were they they took me places, like things I didn't know. And then I read this poem, and all of a sudden, I had a completely new perspective. And I thought that was amazing. So I'm I'm so grateful to have done it. So basically, you're you're putting your work behind all of these poems that you read, and um, denying that your poem was good enough to have won third place last year. I <laughs> just want to be clear. My my poem was fine last year. I think I just probably because it's mine that um, that as I'm reading because I know how I write and so I'm re- I'm reading things that are completely different than how I write and they just kind of blew my mind. <clears throat> well, you know, if you want to return the money, I could try to distribute it evenly amongst all all of last year's contest entrants if you feel that it wasn't uh, worthwhile. But I think that well, probably I'll won't be necessary. I'll ponder it. I'll ponder it. Yeah. Do that, <laughs> Trish. What about you? Uh, I, I, I like Helen. I was just kind of stunned at the wide variety of poetry that came in. So there was some, yeah, really, really gorgeous, wonderful work and a nice variety of topics. Um, you could tell that there were poets from, you know, all over the world and all different ages. So that was really, I think the best part for me was just to see, the level of participation and and all the different types of work that came in. Cool. What do you think? Um, the question for both of you: There, there were obviously poems that that you scored very highly, and poems that you scored scored very low, lowly, low, lower. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not really a good word person. I just want to throw that out there. Um, uh, what made a poem really stand out to you that that gave it a high score? And conversely, what made one you get a very low score whoever talks first gets her. to go oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was gonna say i'll go first this time. <laughs> so uh for me really i think that you could tell um some of the beginner poets have a tendency to really use a lot of cliches and i think that they you know um will benefit from reading some of the winner's work and just reading poetry in general um, to get a to get some ideas around what unique imagery and, and metaphor can look like. Um, a lot of the poems were still really great, but too many cliches would often uh, cause me to score it a little bit lower. Um, conversely, the ones that had you know really great imagery, unique way of describing it. Uh, interesting topics that I hadn't seen addressed by poet by poets before. Um, those really those bumped up to the top for me. Cool, hmm. Ellen. Uh, I would I would agree, and um, I think um, I think for me the poems that showed me something rather than told me something always scored higher. Just that's the only thing I would add. Everything else that um, that Trish said is what I would have said too. Well, that's great. Yeah, I think um, I think uh, the the advice that that anyone involved in any art form should 
immerse themselves in the in the in that art form in terms of in, in terms of poetry reading other people's poetry is such great advice i don't think you can really legitimately be an artist in a, in any field without without really knowing what else is happening in that field um uh, you'll you'll undoubtedly find work that you love and find work that you don't love and it helps inform your own voice and and really you, you start to craft your own voice and you end up not necessarily writing the same kinds of things that that everyone else is starts out writing because they don't know as much about other other people's work. So that's, I think that's really great great advice. Um, any surprises? Anything shocking? Anything that stood out that that you guys want to mention? I don't, I don't know if it was shocking. Okay, I'll go first. I don't know if it was shocking, but I, I, I know that one thing that I found interesting was um, sometimes, like, in a batch, the one that, like, that really grabbed me was, like, three lines long. And in another batch, the one that really grabbed me was 40 lines long. You know, there was just such a variety of of style and and I found myself, you know, because sometimes we have habits of reading, like we like, you know, poems, you know, that are kind of this shape. But I found myself unable to kind of be habitual about which ones I liked. The quality was just incredible. Hmm. And it's great to hear that that the poems of different types had the same, you know, potential to Im- impact you with a with a higher score. Um, hmm. You know, one of the one of the ideas behind the contest, one of the philosophies is for it to be kind of as egalitarian as possible. And we specifically state we don't have content or style restrictions. And despite, you know, any, any particular, you know, judges leanings towards, towards one style of poem or another, you know, we, we hope that, that, that every poem would have the, the same chance to rise to the top, regardless of whether it's a particular style or form or, or lack thereof. So that's, that's really cool to hear. Trish, do you have any an answer to that one? Surprises? Mm, I, shocks? Yeah, I don't know that there was really anything surprising or shocking. I mean, I think um, an interesting thing to me was also to see how some of the poems were tied together in a series. So you could mm-hmm. sometimes tell that a poet had sent in, you know, a series of their poems and they would come through in the same um email from Rick and I really actually enjoyed that. I could read through them and, and um, kind of see where they were going with their, you know, probably a collection or a chat book. So it was really interesting to see work like that. Um, but yeah, so I don't know, it was kind of fun. And even sometimes later on, like, I think there must've been poets that sent in a few poems and then later decided to send in a few more because there was familiarity with the work or with the topic um, so I could tell, hmm, I've I've seen a couple of these before. So I don't know that that part was kind of fun for me to just see the how the poems came in. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that did actually happen a little bit, um, not a lot, but there were one or two <clears throat> poets who who entered multiple times, not at the same time. Uh, most folks, right. you know, entered you know all at once, whether it was one poem or uh, I think the the highest number of poems that a particular um, person entered was 40 all at once um but uh yeah oh, wow, um, wow. Yeah. that's a chapbook <clears throat> or maybe that's a real book that's a full length <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah cool
Cool. Well, listen, guys, I want to get to uh, telling the scores and giving people information about the process, but do you have any final thoughts or words for, for everyone who entered or about your experience as, as judges? The only thing that I would add is just that it was a really rewarding process. It's going to take me a little while to get caught up with some personal stuff because there were, you know, I mean, there was a lot of poems to read, but it, it really was just a pleasure. And I would, I would certainly encourage uh, anyone that, you know, if you have a chance to participate in the poetry community in a broader way, um, to write reviews of poetry that you like and to submit that work, uh, to share other information or tips, things that you learn along the way, with the, the wider poetry community, um, that kind of participation really rounds out the whole experience. And it, it has certainly, um, it's made me appreciate other poets and just people in general in a way that I didn't when I was, you know, not really part of a, a larger community. So I just throw that out there. If you get a chance to judge a contest, go for it. Hmm. Maybe just judge one anyway, even if you don't get the chance. Just <laughs> I don't know how that would work, but uh, there's got to be a way. Helen, final final thoughts from you? Anything? Um, I would just say um, keep submitting to everybody who who submitted into this. You know, even um, it was it was edifying for me to read basically how other people view the world, and um, it's inspired me to submit more. Because whoever gets to judge these, it really is a privilege. You get to, you get to, like I said, see other people's how their how how their minds work, and that that's a real privilege, I think. I agree. Yeah, well said. Mm, thanks. That's great, guys. I really appreciate the um, tremendous amount of work that you did. I appreciate the integrity that you that you both uh, and Brett too uh, uh, exhibited um, and put into action and in reading all the poems. I I really appreciate that you got them all back on time as well. Um, I know in particular, you know, we had uh, as we'll get into some numbers in a couple of minutes, but we had. Um, literally hundreds more poems this year than in any previous year, and and I'm sure to you it, it seemed like they all came in on the last day, <laughs> but um, it was a tremendous amount of work that you guys did, and I, and I, I'm very conscious of that, and I can't thank you enough for doing that work um, because this just wouldn't have worked without what you guys did. So thank you so much for everything. Well, thank you. Yep, you're welcome. It was a, it was a great time. Cool. All right. Well, um, I'm going to let you guys go, and I'm going to get into the nitty-gritty of it. And um, and welcome back to the world of um, of, of just citizenry of poetry. <laughs> Thanks so much, Rick. Thanks. Take care, you guys. Bye. Bye. All right. That was uh, <clears throat> that was Trish Hopkinson and Helen Townsend, two of our three contest judges. The third was M. Brett Gaffney. Um, they, of course, were the winners of last year's contest, and they uh, accepted the invitation to judge this year's contest. Um, a huge amount of work went into scoring all of those poems, um, and uh, and I just can't thank them enough, so thank you guys very much. Well, ladies and gentlemen, um, let me give you some information about the contest. I want to run some numbers with you, and then um, I will we'll get into revealing the top ten scoring positions. Um, uh, just a friendly reminder – 
that uh, it's not an open reading today, so don't call in. Do not call into the show um, unless you hear your name in the top ten scoring uh, positions. Because uh, uh, once we get into that, uh, into that, if I see a number in the dashboard, I'm going to assume it's one of you guys uh, who who scored in the top ten scoring positions, and then I'll uh, put you on the air so you'll have the chance to read your poem. So just in case, have the poem the poems that you entered standing by so that way I can call you can call in if you'd like to uh, read your poem if you are in that position but don't call in otherwise because it's just going to be awkward when I put you on the air and then you say oh no I was just listening and then uh, and then I'm going to hang up on you and it'll be it'll just kind of uh, you know create a negative negative experience for all of this all right so ladies gentlemen and anyone else who might be listening um, the uh, this year we had um, more contest entries entered than in every previous year of the contest. This is the 19th year of the contest. Um, uh, usually, I'm pretty happy when we get about 500 poems entered. Um, last year, we had one of the largest numbers ever, which was 645 entries. This year, we had 865 poems entered. So, that's over 200 poems more than in the previous year. And um, a good chunk of those came in during the last couple weeks of the contest. So that is uh, number one. Um, this year we had 181 poets enter the contest. Last year we had 120. So that number went up quite a bit too. 61 more poets entered the contest. <clears throat> Very good. Um, last year, we had 189 prizes offered. No, I'm sorry. This year, we had 189 prizes. Last year, 122 prizes. So we are going to be able to uh, give a prize to every single person who entered, which is one of the unique components of our contest. Even if you didn't win the contest, if you didn't score in the top three scoring Positions And those three folks who did win are going to divide up a big chunk of money. But every other person will get some kind of prize for entering. We've got e-books. We've got physical books. There's services of interest to poets and writers. There's um, uh, art. There's all kinds of really great things. So um, so 189 prizes going out to uh, uh, all of our contest entrants. Um, we had 72 sponsors this year. Last year we had 55 sponsors. Which is uh, which is pretty good. Um, people really stepped up to the plate, and it's just a huge help to me um, to maintain this idea that that it's an egalitarian contest. That that your entry is worth something, even if you don't win the contest, you'll get something just for entering. So I can't thank the sponsors uh, enough. Seventy-two of you entered or sponsored the contest. Some of you with with tons of of books. Uh, uh, that you agreed to mail all over the world um, to to sponsors. Some of you with just one book, and that's fine. Some of you um, with with a service, etc. Um, you guys are amazing. I really um, am truly grateful to all the people who sponsored this year's contest. Um, I'm I'm quite confident that because of your contributions, that um, it makes our contest particularly attractive to enter. Um, I want to give a big shout out to a few of our sponsors, in particular Roland Vassen, 
who um, has done this the last few years. He's given $250 to add to the prize pot. Now, what that means is, uh, as, as I'm sure you know by this point, um, we take all of the entry fees that are taken in, and that's the prize pot. So we had 865 entries, and that's what's divided up between the top three scoring poets. None of that money goes to me. None of it goes to pay expenses of the contest. It all goes directly back to the contest winners. So you take that $865, and you add a total of $321, which was donated by um, five other people, uh, 250 of which was Roland Vassen, um, Denise Wove, uh, uh, Brenda Levy-Tate, um, Anonymous, and, uh, and one other uh, a sponsor, all um, contributed to this final total of an extra $321. You divide that up, and you have a total um, of do this here. I'm going to use my calculator because I one there we are. 1,186. God knows I'm not a mathologist. 1,186 dollars are being divided up between our top three scoring poets. Our first place winner will receive 50 percent of that. Our second place winner 30 percent of that, and our third place winner 20 percent of that. So that's pretty big. That's the largest amount of money we've ever uh, uh, been able to award our contest entrants. Um, all right. So how did it work? So uh, just a real quick uh, a restatement of the process for those of you who, who don't know or need a reminder or want to know how we arrived at the scores and the winners. So you send in your poems, um, and um, I take all the poems that are sent in that day, whether it's by one person or by several people, and I put them in emails with your name removed and send them off to the judges. So the judges get usually one email with all the poems from that day in it and a list of titles. They send back the titles um, scored zero to five points using quarter point intervals. So a, a poem from any individual judge might be zero and it might be five. It could be 1.5, 2.75, whatever it is. There you go. Um, you add the three scores from our three judges together and you get a maximum of 15 points. And whatever that total is, that was that poem's score in the first round of scoring. Um, we did have a tie for one of the positions of um, this year. And uh, so there was a very small, very short uh, second round of scoring where the judges received uh, three poems, which were tied for one particular position. And that determined uh, actually two positions um, when they sent those back. And that second round, um, the judges were asked to score those poems between zero and 10 points, again, using quarter point intervals. So that's how that worked. And the judges have no idea who won the contest. Um, they haven't seen any of the names, and they'll be hearing them for the first time today. Um, so there you go. Um, some number averages. Um, so again, the, the maximum possible score of any poem during the first round of scoring was 15 points. The average score this year for poems, for any poems, so there was 865 poems, you uh, divide the, you, know, you you add add the score all together and divide it by 865, and the average score was 6.63 points. So fairly low average score this year compared to other years. Last year the average score was 9.435. The two previous years, three four previous years, it was in the eight range, eight and a half, etc. 
Um, the lowest average score since I've been keeping track of this in 2006, which was not the first year of the contest, but when I started keeping track of these numbers, the lowest average score was in 2007, and that was 5.938. And the highest average score uh, was actually last year, it was 9.435. So kind of middle of the road here in terms of average scores of the poems, 6.63 uh, points. Now, the highest score for a poem in the first round of scoring uh, was 13 point, I'm sure I'm getting this right, yep, 13.25 points out of 15. That was the highest score for a first round um, of the first round of scoring. Uh, last year, the highest score was 13.75. 2014, it was 13. Looking back to 2006, the lowest highest score uh, was actually in both 2007 and 2013 was 12.5 points and the highest highest score was in 2011 when a poem received 14.25 points in, two, in 2011 now what about the lowest score <coughs> well um, the lowest possible score for a poem is of course zero points if a judge if all three judges scored zero points i'm pleased to report that no poem uh in the history of the poetry superhighway contest at least since 2006 since i've been keeping track of the numbers um has scored a total of zero points so there you go however the lowest score this year in the first round of scoring out of 15 points was 0.5 so there you go. Not too impressive, I guess. But uh, uh, but again, uh, just to let you know, the judges uh, did not confer with each other. Um, they read these poems separately and blindly with their names, with, uh, with the poets' names removed, and sent back the scores just to me. I'm the only one who has uh, seen them. Um, that score, 0. 0.5, ties 2007 for the lowest of the lowest scores in the first round of poems. Um, the highest of the lowest scores um, was in 2014 when the lowest score that year was 4.5. Uh, last year, the lowest score was 2 points, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So there you go. That is, um, that is the information on, on all of the, uh, the, the, the numbers. That's all the, all the, 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 uh, the nitty-gritty information I have to tell you. And ladies and gentlemen... It is now time to get into telling you the top 10 scoring poets of this year's contest, which will include positions one, two, and three, the winners of this year's contest. So again, as a reminder, um, if you hear your name in these top 10 scoring positions, please call in. The number is 646-716-7362, and uh, I will be more than happy to, uh, when I see your number on the air, to uh, put you on the air, and you'll have the chance to read your poem uh, live and that's it. Are you ready, ladies and gentlemen? Oh, darn it! I forgot to install the uh, drum roll effect again this year. I'm gonna have to send myself a note. Would someone send me an email to into uh, install a drum roll sound effect, please? Keep saying every year that I'm gonna do that. Never do. All right. I hope you're as excited as I am. Um, so, scoring in tenth uh, place. The 10th place uh, position, um, no tie, 
um, was 11 points in the first round of scoring. Um, just to be clear, all of these are in the first round of scoring, except for when we get to the top three, and we'll explain that uh, then. Um, 11 points. Only one person in this position. Uh, from San Diego, California, for his poem, Each Morning I Rise Like a Sleepwalker and Rot a Little More, Jeff Walt. So congratulations, Jeff. You scored in 10th place. Thank you, Trish. I, I see Trish just sent an email reminder to install a drum roll effect. It's in my inbox now. That's my to-do list. It's for sure going to happen. The, the things this woman does for the poetry community, I could list forever. Um, all right, so 10. That was uh, Jeff Walt. Congratulations, Jeff. In ninth place, only one person in ninth place. The score in ninth place was 11.25 points. Most of these positions, by the way, there's only a quarter point difference in, which just goes to show you that um, that if you did make it to the top 10, there really was a, a, a very slim uh, margin or difference between the position that you're in and the position just above you. So in ninth place, only one person from... Sunnyvale, California, a former Poetry Superhighway Contest judge and winner, Ella Rain Lockie, for her poem, Cutting the Family Tree. So thank you. Uh, congratulations, Ella Rain. Thanks for continuing to participate in this contest um, just as a mere civilian um, after having judged it uh, and, and, and won it in the past. All right, 10th and 9th. I'm already spent just from those two positions. This is this is crazy. All right, if you're ready, if you'll allow me to continue. We're going to move on to 8th position now. In 8th position, we have six people tied with a score of 11.5 points, merely a quarter point higher the ninth position. And here are those people. From Milwaukee, Wisconsin, for his poem, Evening Meal, Ed Werstein. Congratulations, Ed, for scoring so high. From Bellingham, Washington, for his poem, In the Presence of Absence, one of last year's contest judges and winner of the previous year's contest, Richard Whitaker. Richard, thanks so much for joining in again. So cool to have you involved again this year. Also in eighth place, with 11.5 points, from New Orleans, Louisiana, where I took my vacation this summer, uh, where I wrote a whole book of poetry called Donut Famine, which is coming out in December. Look for it. Sorry, that was a commercial. Uh, for her poem, The Domestic Mermaid Starts Running, Stacy Balkan, congratulations, Stacy, for scoring so high. Also in eighth place with 11.5 points from Buena Park, California, California, a state I really should learn how to pronounce since I live in it. For her poem on learning that Madame Curie died from prolonged exposure to radium, Terry Nickham, congratulations, Terry. 
from St. Louis, Missouri, also in eighth place for the poem and email on Sunday, Donal Mahoney. Congratulations, Donal, longtime participant in Poetry Superhighway Project, someone who I've published a few times on Haikuniverse as well, our daily haiku project, uh, which you can check out at haikuniverse.com. And finally, in eighth place, tied with the other five folks, with 11.5 points from Clackama, which may or may not be how to pronounce that, Oregon, which I'm pretty sure is how you pronounce that, for her poem, Day One as a Volunteer in a Memory Care Center, Carolyn Martin. I think really the problem here is I can't read. Um, All right, so that is our 8th, ninth, and 10th scoring positions. If any of you are listening, feel free to call in. The number is area code 646-716-7362. Call in right now, and I would be thrilled to put you on the air and uh, give you the opportunity to read your poem. Okay, 7th, 7th position. Now, wait a minute. So would this be the time for the 7th inning stretch, or would that actually be after the fourth, because then that will have been actually seven positions. We just are going in different order than they do in baseball. Yes, okay, so we'll take a seventh inning stretch in a while and not break it all right now. Seventh place, ladies and gentlemen. Seventh place scored 11.75 points, just a mere quarter point higher than eighth place, There are five people in seventh place. Are you ready? From Taunton, Somerset in the United Kingdom. Right now, you know that if you're not in the United Kingdom, I'm not about to say your name. For his poem, Neonatalia, Anthony Watts. Congratulations, Anthony. It's probably a million o'clock at night in the United Kingdom right now. For the poem Death by Chrysalis, also in seventh place from Lebanon, Oregon, Danny Earl Simmons. Congratulations, Danny. From South Pomfret, Vermont, for the poem It Is Time, Laura Foley. Congratulations, Laura. From Severn, Maryland, for the poem Coming of Age Story, Meg Eden. Congratulations, Meg. And finally, in seventh place, tied with the other four folks, with 11.75 points out of a possible 15. From West Roxbury, Massachusetts, for the poem Mirabile Dictu, Sonia Johansson. So there you go. That's seventh place. Congratulations, Sonia, Meg, Laura, Danny, and Anthony for for scoring that highly in this year's contest. Again, we had 865 poems entered. So this is pretty cool. If you have uh, scored in these top 10 scoring positions, uh, it's it's nothing to slouch about. Don't be disappointed if you're not in the top three, if you're in the top 10. And everyone else, just assume that you're tied for 11. I guess except for the one person who scored 0.5. Uh, but just assume as well that that's not you. 
Alrighty. If any of you are listening, please feel free to call in right now. I'd be happy to put you on the air and uh, and have you read your poem. That goes for anyone whose name I've read so far. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we're moving on. Elf, no, no, sorry. In sixth place, with 12 points, a mere quarter point higher than seventh place. We have four people tied. And here are those people with 12 points from Smith's Grove, Kentucky, for the poem, Why I Don't Keep Birds, Trish Lindsay Jaggers. Congratulations, Trish. Glad you scored so high. You still owe me at least a bottle of Kentucky bourbon. I'm waiting for it. Trish, if you listen to uh, Poetry Superhighway Live on a monthly basis as a regular participant in our open reading, I'm so glad she participated in the contest and uh, that she scored so high as well. If you're listening, Trish, feel free to call in. I would love to have you read your poem, Why I Don't Keep Birds. All right, also in sixth place from Renton, Washington, for the poem Clockwise the Sleeping Octopus, Scott Ferry. Congratulations, Scott. Also in sixth place, from Eureka, which, by the way, is not the name. It is the name of the city and not a discovery that I just made. Eureka, California, for his poem, Newer Miracles, David Holper. Congratulations, David. And finally, in sixth place with 12 points from Arlington, Virginia, for the poem, Old Gold, Sarah Lilius. So congratulations, Sarah, David, Scott, and Trish, all for scoring in sixth place with 12 points. That's pretty darn good. We do have someone on the line from from the uh, 270 area code. Hello. Hello. From Kentucky. Hey, and Trish. I a bottle of bourbon for you. I, sh- I, I just have to get an address to where to send it. <laughs> I just admitted on national radio that, or international radio that I'm getting ready to send bourbon somewhere. Not, I won't say that, right? Bourbon is a code word for a particular type of poetry. There you go. There in you case go. Anyone I'll listening. put it in a bottle and cork that for you. Um, Do it. <laughs> so congratulations, sixth place. Right, That's thank really you. good. Thank you. I I came in in sixth position last year. There's something about the number six for me. Well, the th- third time is a trifecta. So That's uh, what we'll they see say. what happens I'll, next I'll, year. <laughs> I'll hurry through that <laughs> so that you can get to the next winners. Um, it's cool. uh, why I don't keep birds. Um, and there are um, seven sections. So I started to say there were six to that. One, they live a long time, but they don't keep well. You know, like canned vegetables long past the expiration date are edible, but the bloody taste of metal tangs against the tongue. Like water left in the sun is freer, but gathers a certain stagnation before it grows green. Like what's in the air enters through the bars, but cannot escape. Even the notes are off and fall like broken piano keys. Two. I would have died for a breath of that rain. 
the glass dry against my hand on this side. On the other, the sixth floor window of the suicide ward faced the city like a tramp, hungry, dirty, rain-streaked, speechless. Pigeons nodded on the ledge. Behind me, the ward droned on, wrists healed, doors stayed locked. Three. A man ambushed a stone. He said, I'm sorry I startled you, but you see, I can sense your weaponry, your killing nature, and even your courteous manner of marking the grave of the last man you struck down. The stone lay silent. Oh, I know, continued the man. It's not the gun, but the person holding the gun. Usually a man, because women don't like messy means of doing away with things. They have to clean up, and that means they'd have to lay down the gun and get their hands dirty. And a gun left lying could go off, just as you could breach the angle of repose and go crushing moss over the hillside. I think I'll wait here with you. That way we both know nothing bad will ever happen. Not to us, anyway. Four. The water came only to the boy's knees, yet he feared drowning. No, not being able to breathe. No, not being able to swim to air. Five. Once when pot, watching a pot boil, I wondered if scientists, after they learn how molecules dance, no longer need to watch the way I am content to sleep through Christmas Eve, my roof undisturbed, windows glossed with rain. Six, claustrophobia accompanies me like a port wine stain, and I tell myself not breathing would end it. A cloud looks like a face, but it cannot hold or stay. Rain lets go of the roof, but I cannot. Seven, how do we tell the bird it has plenty of air if air is not what it wants? And there you go. That's a great last line, great ending to that poem. Uh, great all thank around. You. Trish, congratulations on All right, on thank you so line. much. Happy sure. to support the contest. Have a great day, and I'm Happy. keeping on listening on. Bye-bye. Yay. Bye. And Trish, I will be watching my uh, mail for that uh, poetry you're going to send as well. Um, all right, that was Trish Lindsay Jaggers from Smith's Grove, Kentucky, uh, reading her sixth place winning, scoring poem, I should say, uh, Why I Don't Keep Birds. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're about to break the top five. Uh, once again, if you hear your name and you'd like to call in and read your poem that scored in one of these top ten scoring positions, the number to call in is 646 716 7362. All right. In fifth place, fifth place, uh, the scoring number was 12.25 points, a mere quarter point higher than sixth place. We had three people tied in sixth place, three people spanning two different continents. <clears throat> I should mention uh, first from Bloomfield, Connecticut. For her poem, Knitting, Louisa, oh, please forgive me for how I'm about to pronounce this last name, Kaisedo Kimura. I don't know why I'm saying that like a question since no one is going to answer. Uh, but Louisa, you scored in, in fifth place 
with two other folks. Here are the other two folks from London, England, for the poem August 1st, Mexico City, 3rd. Ben Britton. Congratulations, Ben. And finally, in fifth place for his poem, Joseph, from Memphis, Tennessee, Corey Mesler from Burke's Bookstore in Memphis, Tennessee. Congratulations, Corey. Glad you entered the contest this year. If any of you are listening, feel free to call in and uh, read your poem. I'd love to hear it. 646-716-7362. All right. Fourth place. The remaining positions uh, only have one person each. So in fourth place, with 12.5 points, a mere quarter point higher than fifth place, from Salt Lake City, Utah, for the poem Cree de Cour, J.P. Grasser. Congratulations, J.P. Well done. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for our seventh inning stretch. Everyone get up where you are. Take a big stretch. Imagine an organ playing with the national poetry anthem playing, whatever that is. Can you feel it? Can you hear it? All right. Oh, someone's on the line before we get to the top three. Let's see who this is. Uh, from, from the 203 area code. Hello. Who's this? Hello. This is Luisa Caicedo Kimura. And by the Thank way, you, God you, you, pronounce, you pronounce my name really well. <laughs> I was going to say thank God you called in just just for the sake of, of, of correcting that. But congratulations even even more for uh, scoring so highly in the contest. Thank you. Thank you. This, this is, I hadn't heard actually the, um, I hadn't tuned in because this is usually my dinner time uh, to your show. But um, I think it's great. I mean, I'm encouraged to... Uh, uh, listen to it more and to call more. Cool. Well, yeah, we um, do an open reading every month, and it'd be great to have you have you call back. Do you have your poem knitting on hand? I do. Um, <clears throat> and I guess what I need to say about the poem is that there are two voices going on. One is somebody giving instructions on how to knit, and then the other is what's actually happening um, at the time, you know, happening on in the poem. So if my computer will um, behave. Okay, knitting. Make a loop at the end of the yarn, like this. After the stroke, Mama's mind twisted like the fringes of the scarf we made when I was five. Her face, a how-to book left by the fireplace. Pull the ends. Tighten the knot around the needle. A metal hoist lifted her like a construction beam. Her eyes were gaping mouths. Pull off the old stitch. Knit every row. Keep switching needles. At the rehab, a lady with skin of roses and skim milk. Her head a circlet of yeses and noes. Ten rows of blue, then ten of white, again. A man, a tired bull with bulging eyes, repeats almost inaudibly. Don't pull so much. 
the ends the end, the loose ends will come through. Last night, the nurses tied Mama to her bed, leathery strains like the last letters of the alphabet. They say she wouldn't let the others sleep. They say they had no choice. Thanks. Thank you very much, Louisa. I'm so glad that you uh, you were willing to interrupt your own dinner time to call in and read that poem. Um, congratulations on scoring so high. And uh, we do this open reading uh, every month. I hope you call back in again next month and, and read read more. And thank you for participating in the contest. Oh, thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Cool. Our, take care. Bye. That was uh, Louisa Caicedo Kimura from uh, Bloomfield, Connecticut, who... Uh, who, uh, who stopped dinner cold in its tracks uh, just to call him and read her poem. Um, all right, so we've, we've read the, uh, the top set, uh, the fourth through tenth place. We've had our seventh inning stretch. It's time now, ladies and gentlemen, to tell you the top three scoring poets. These are the people who won the Poetry Superhighway Poetry Contest. And, uh, well, <laughs> what more can I tell you? This is just... This is just very exciting. Um, I'm going to uh, load up one little file here so I, uh, I can make sure that uh, I am uh, telling you some information that I want to tell you. Um, all right. In third place, ladies and gentlemen, third place. Uh, we had a tie, actually, um, of a couple of poems at the end, and we needed to send them out for a second round of scoring. So both third and second place scored 12.75 points in the first round of scoring, a mere quarter point higher than fourth place. Uh, They went out for a second round of scoring uh, between 0 and 10, and they came back also with very little margin of difference, even with that, uh, but a slight margin to determine uh, who would be in second and who would be in third. So in third place, with 12.75 points in the first round of scoring, and out of 30 25.25 25.25 points in the second round of scoring. Winner of $237.20, as well as publication as third place winner of our contest, which will go online in about 10 minutes, uh, from Norfolk, Virginia, for her poem, Only Let the Body Find the Chime, Luisa Igloria. Congratulations, Louisa. Well done. You have won third place in this year's contest. All righty. Second place, as mentioned, second place was tied in the first round of scoring. Also got 12.75 points. Uh, In the second round of scoring, received 25.5 points out of 30. A mere quarter point higher than the poem that just won third place. So close. So close. Uh, This person, for winning second place, will win $355.80. From Florence, South Carolina, for the poem this year, Joe Angela Edwins. Congratulations, Joe Angela. Well, that is the top nine scoring positions. That's our second and third place winner. If any of you happen to be listening, uh, in the few minutes we have left in the show, feel free to call in. 
The number to call in is 646-716-7362. I'd love to have you read your poem on the air. Finally, I have to let you guys know I've had to pee since eighth place. So if you think this is going slow, don't get me started. Sorry, that was an aside. In first place, the first place winner became the first place winner in the very first round of scoring, scored a full half point higher than the second and third place winners did in the first round of scoring. That was 13.25 points out of 15. Oh, I'm so excited. You don't know how excited I am. From Torrance, California, for the poem biography, Jennifer Bradpiece. Congratulations, Jennifer, on winning the Poetry Superhighway Contest. You will get $593, um, as well as your poem published on the Poetry Superhighway website in about six and a half minutes. That's it. If any of you happen to be listening, please feel free to call in and, and read poems. We've got uh, just a few minutes left in the show, uh, but enough. Uh, if anyone happens to be listening, I'd be more than happy to uh, to put you on the air. Congratulations, Jennifer Bradpiece, Joe Angela Edwins, and Louisa Agloria for winning the Poetry Superhighway Poetry Contest. Your poems are going to go uh, online right on our website in just a few minutes. Um, if you sponsored the contest this year, um, you will receive an email shortly, probably uh, between 3.30, well, the, uh, within the next hour. Um, they're going out in a staggered position, um, letting you know who to send your prizes that you donated out to. Um, just a friendly reminder that um, you uh, promised to send your prizes out within two weeks of being notified. So by uh, Monday, October 31st, please mail your prizes out. I realize that some of your prizes are not physical prizes. They might be eBooks or a service where the person who you are sending it to uh, has to respond, has to take advantage of it, um, et cetera. So as soon as you send the email notifying them that you're off the hook, or actually what really gets everyone off the hook, sponsors, the most important thing that you have to do is once you've sent your prize out, uh, please send me an email letting me know that it gone out. Um, I will not mark you off the prize roster until I actually see that you have sent me an email sending you've already sent it. Don't send me an email saying, I'm going to send it out tomorrow. Don't send me an email saying, I've just packaged it up and it'll be picked up tomorrow. Only send me an email once you've actually sent it out, and it's only at that time that I will uh, uh, mark you off the roster. We have a... Um, Caller from the 865 area code. Hello. Hello, this is Joangela Edwins. Hi, Joangela. Congratulations. Thank you very much. I'm very surprised, uh, but very excited and appreciative. Thank you very much. <clears throat> my my pleasure. I'm so glad you're listening. I, um, I had to pull together a bio of you yesterday as I was uh, putting the uh, issue, which is going to go online, and I, I see that you're a... Uh, you're a you're a teacher in um, in uh, South Carolina of of writing and it and and I, I can only imagine uh, 
um, uh, after after all you have to go through as a teacher, how gratifying it must be to to come in second place in this contest. So I'm really excited. Do you have your poem this year on hand? I do. I have it right here. Let's hear it. All right. This year, the brothers at the fraternity house decided to smear a blow-up doll with scarlet paint and leave it in the yard, head bowed, legs splayed, a cheap Halloween decoration. Four women were found murdered in this small city in three months. A grandmother who sang in church, punched in a ditch. Two women, cousins, sunken in shallow graves. Their killer's ramshackle house, behind their killer's ramshackle house. Sorry, computer glitch. Another woman shrouded in an urban field overgrown with kudzu. Workers cleaning the wide lot smelled what they thought was a dead stray dog for days and said nothing, only hacked with greater care the nearer they came to the corner that hid what made them afraid. In another county, a woman, home from communion, discovered her pug, a puppy, her first pet, roasted in an oven, the door wedged shut with her grandmother's Parsons chair. And people wonder still why we tell sad women's stories. We listen to such questions. We light candles, put on a pot of tea, pull dark bread from the cupboards, ask the people to sit down. Thank you. Thank you very much, Jo, uh, jo Angela. So great to hear that poem live. And uh, just congratulations on on winning second place in this contest Um as they say, your check is in the mail. Well, I do appreciate it. I very much appreciate you and the judges and everyone, uh, particularly on the edge of, of a hurricane that our town just got through. That's wonderful news. <laughs> Great. Well, you will be hearing from me very soon, and um, I'm so glad that you were you happen to be listening live. And um, and uh, we look I look forward to sharing your poem online with everyone. Have a great rest of your day, and congratulations. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, that was uh, that was Joangela Edwins from Florence, South Carolina, second-place winner of the 2016 Poetry Contest, uh, reading her poem this year, powerful poem. Uh, no secret why that rose uh, so high as it did in the contest. I want to thank everyone who participated in, this, in the contest in any way. I want to thank the three judges, uh, Trish Hopkinson, Helen Townsend, and M. Brett Gaffney for reading all 865 poems and scoring them with such diligence. I want to thank our 72 sponsors for donating enough prizes uh, to make sure that every single person uh, who entered the contest got a prize just for entering. That's that's just huge. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for that. And I want to thank the 181 poets who entered this year's contest um, it, it takes a lot to put yourself out there like that, and, and very often um, trying to get published and, and entering contests can be discouraging, which is one of the reasons why it's important to us make, to make sure that everyone gets a prize just for entering, regardless of whether you won. Uh, so thanks for putting yourself out there and helping make this um, the most successful Poetry Superhighway contest ever in terms of the number of you who entered um, and the amount of uh, prize money that we're able to give to the top three scoring poets. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. Um, the, the winning poems are all going to be online in a, about a minute or so, so check them out. 
Um, our next show will be an open reading on Sunday, November 13th at 2 o'clock p.m. Pacific time. I hope you call in and uh, and read and look forward to our next project next month, uh, which is the um, ebook free for all. Have a great rest of your day, everyone, and congratulations to the winners. Bye.